Welcome uh, to episode 154 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It is uh, it's Saturday, people. Uh, Saturday, the 24th uh, of October, uh, 2020, and the year is cracking on, people, isn't it? Fucking hell. Jesus. This year seems to have gone really, really quickly. Um, I have done very little in this year, and yet it still seems to have gone quickly. Uh, I hope you're all doing all right out there, um, making the making the best of things, and um, and still alive. If you're not alive and listening to this, I take my hat off to you. <laughs> um, uh, it's been a very uneventful week at the minute. Like it is. Uh, I'll tell you what, people, I am fucking smashing these out early at the minute. I can't stop waking up early. It is uh, half past one on a Saturday morning. Um, I should be fucking in bed. I know this. I know this, people. But, you know, maybe I'm starting to take this a little bit seriously now. Maybe because this is my own only fucking outlet to get my uh, opinions out there. Um that I'm taking this a little bit seriously now. Uh, or, you know, or maybe I just can't sleep. Who knows? Who knows? Let's analyse. Let's push that down. We'll deal with that in retirement, shall we? All those issues. Um, talking of issues this week, um, big issues going on here in the UK. Um, England, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland. Smash that out. Always forget. Um, what countries are in my own fucking um, British Isle domain? Uh, let's have a little bit of tea here before I start rambling on about this. Um, yeah, uh, one of the big issues that's going on at the minute, um, because we have to talk about stuff that's going on in the news, because there's, yeah, you know, still no gigs around. Are there still no gigs hiding around anywhere or anything like that? Uh, one of the big issues uh, is the school meal vouchers uh, fucking debacle that's going on. Um, this is where people of a foreign land, um, just to explain to you, uh, kids at school, I think, anyway, I don't know, I haven't got any kids, so like my whole uh, perspective on whether this is an important issue of kids, I imagine it's quite an important issue. You know, kids need feeding, don't they? Some kids can't afford to eat for various reasons. Mainly their parents are underachievers. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. There's one to get me in trouble. If you're a parent out there and um, uh, your kids are on school meal vouchers, uh, you've got to ask yourself uh, whether you're living up to your uh, living up to your ambitions. Or actually uh, completing uh, everything or working as hard as you should at work. I don't know. I don't know. There's a sweeping statement for you. Email in at podcast at benbriggs.co.uk if you are vastly offended by that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you're having too many kids. Maybe you just can't stop fucking. Maybe you like the fucking. And you don't like to pull out, you don't like to use condoms, and you just think, well, fuck it, we'll have another one. I don't know. Anyway, having not be, not being sympathetic uh, just then, uh, let's delve into being a bit sympathetic. Let's look at it from both sides. Hey, man, maybe I lost my job. Hey, man, maybe, you know, 
something else. Anyway, there's kids, um, there's kids who are on school meal vouchers while they're in term time or semester time, um, uh, as as you would say in other parts of the world, uh, mainly America. Really, it's heavily influenced by America, our British culture. Um, so uh, there's kids who are on meal vouchers, and obviously when the term time ends. And there's holidays and shit like that, you know, like Easter holidays, fucking half-term holidays and uh, Christmas coming up and shit like that. The uh, powers that be, those powers that be, uh, have decreed that um, uh, those kids can't have uh, um, have any food <laughs> for about a week or two weeks. I don't know. I'm trying to get to grips with this. Trying to trying to empathise, be a bit more empathetic to people. Uh, yeah, so the kids can't have uh, anything to eat. Um, they they they're not getting their school meal vouchers and stuff like that. And most of those kids, apparently, uh, it's the only way that they have a decent meal is when they're at school. I remember fucking school meals being fucking atrocious until Jamie Oliver came along, uh, and apparently has revolutionised the menu at schools. A few years ago, that was his big thing, wasn't it, to get back on the telly? I mean, uh, I mean, to help out kids not to get back on the telly. Um, why, you know, not that he did a whole fucking program about it. Um, explaining why, A, why kids should eat better and B, why you ought to be back on the telly. Uh, anyway, not to take a cynical stance on that, um... Yeah, I remember fucking school meals being atrocious. When I was at lower school, I remember having school dinners. Up until, uh, when I was older, my mum made me a pat lunch. Um, and um, that was always quite good, apart from the old... Um, uh, the sandwiches. I remember the sandwiches. Never put mayonnaise in uh, a kid's school sandwich. That would be my advice to any... This is why I might, would make a brilliant parent. I would never put mayonnaise. I still remember that. Going into the sandwiches at lunchtime and the mayonnaise had soaked through to the bread and you're just left with a mush. And you had to eat it. I remember um, cheese and tomato uh, sandwiches with mayonnaise on top or salad cream. Salad cream rather than mayonnaise. I don't really know the difference. One's slightly yellower than the other one, in it? Um... But I remember fucking eating those and, oh, man. They'd just stick to the roof of your mouth uh, when you were eating them. And you'd just get it in because you were that hungry from uh, from uh, doing all that math shit. Or math shit, as uh, our American friends say. Uh, let's have a little bit more tea. So anyway, the nation... I don't know, there's some people. The nation is kicking off. I imagine it's... Uh, uh, poorer people are kicking off about this. Uh, rich people uh, who don't have uh, school meal vouchers uh, wouldn't really give a shit. They probably they're probably not even aware of what a school meal voucher is. But that is the divide in this country, and it's happening all over school meals. Um, so yeah, so they're refusing to uh, pay uh, uh, for the kids to actually have meals um, outside of term time. Uh, because they can't obviously go into the schools and shit like that because the pandemic. Um, so uh, this, uh, there is now a, um, 
Marcus Rashford, who is a footballer, has now made uh, made it his sole mission, um, which, take your hat off to him and shit like that. I think he was on school meal vouchers when he was younger and stuff. Uh, he's using his celebrity status to um, uh, highlight the fucking inequalities uh, within the school meal voucher system and trying to get the vouchers uh, vouchers um, uh, reinstated for the poor kids uh, because obviously they need to fucking eat. Um, this is uh, if if there's anything that can highlight uh, the divide between um, what. Uh, the conservative government in here, Boris Johnson et al. Um, and uh, and the divide between uh, that and poor people in this country, it's the fact that they won't pay for poor kids to eat for a couple of weeks. I mean, you know, you'd have thought it would be a given, wouldn't you? You know, I know I was slagging people off earlier and stuff like that, but, you know, when you get to the bare bones about it, Kids do need to eat and shit. You know, it helps them grow and uh, continue to live, doesn't it? And if those kids, you know, I know there's always going to be people out there abusing this, abusing the system and getting free school meals. But the trade-off, surely the trade-off between the people taking the piss and getting the free school meals when they probably don't particularly need it and the people who get those meals and actually do fucking need it, you know, we don't need to see kids walking around with fucking rickets and 18th century sort of like, you know, nutritional deficient diseases, do we? It's 2020. Fucking conservative government. Pull your finger out. We don't need like fucking, you know, kids going around with fucking braces on their legs because they're not getting enough vitamin D or vitamin C or whatever fucking vitamin they need to fucking grow straight legs. Um, so Marcus Rashford has highlighted this um, in uh, uh, on social media and stuff like that and like started a campaign for the... Which, fair play to him, you know. It seems uh, like footballers have actually... Well, at least one footballer has changed from the usual. Usually, footballers in the 90s were making, or the 80s, were making headlines for having gangbangs in hotels and whether those gangbangs were uh, particularly consensual or not. Now, 2020, times have changed, baby. Footballers are out there campaigning for uh, better lives uh, for uh, society. And I, for one, I imagine there's still some uh, footballers out there having gangbangs in hotels, but, you know... You've got to trade that off against the ones who are fighting for kids to eat. And I tell you what, I think Marcus Rashford probably deserves a gangbang. If he can feed some poor kids, then he deserves a gangbang in a hotel. Just, you know, just as a little... <laughs> just as a little fucking... Um, uh, a little treat after all his social campaigning. There we go. And I, for one, uh, I, for one, support that gangbang that he may or may not inevitably have. Uh, let's have a little bit of tea. When you look at it, though, surely, you know, this is the, uh, you know, there's always going to be 
kids out there who are brought up in shitty families and stuff like that. I remember like going to school with kids and, oh, man. You're not as sympathetic when you're a child, are you? But you look back on some of the kids you went to school with and you're like, oh, fucking hell, they must have had a hell of an existence. There was kids, you know, like who went to my school, you know, trousers two sizes too small, fucking holes in their jumper, didn't look like they were washed or, you know, like looked emaciated. It was like summer out of, you know, Oliver Twist. You know, I was, you know, I was quite lucky, really, in many respects when I was a child. But you look back on uh, and remember some people at school and you just think, oh, fucking hell, man. It just looked, you know. At the time, you know, you're, uh, you're probably not the, the most sympathetic to that because you're not fucking aware of it. But um, as you get older, you just think, oh, fucking hell, man. They must have, you know, I remember two kids in in my class or whatever, in my fucking registration class in upper school and that sort of thing. And they just looked unkempt, unwashed and, you know. But you, you don't realise that, like, not everybody has the same life as you at that age, do you? Not everybody's, you know, like, got, a, you know, got access to soap, maybe, or meals. Um. But fucking hell, yeah, if we could, you know, it's still 2020. The big underlying issue of this is, here's the big underlying issue, he says, taking things seriously for once. The big underlying issue to this is that people shouldn't be in that fucking state in the first place. There ought to be some sort of government, I know there's fucking benefits and shit like that, but there ought to be some sort of safety net where you can at least, you know, in some way, have enough money to pay for the fucking food on the table for your kids. You know, the system doesn't seem to be working. If you need to give kids school meal vouchers, maybe increase the fucking basic wage a little bit. I know I said about the people fucking and stuff like that, and there is people out there who genuinely, you know, just have loads of kids and probably can't afford to keep them and stuff like that, for whatever reasons they are. Relationships ending or, you know, choosing the wrong partner or just just, just being a bit of a slag. Male slag or female slag. Um, but fucking hell, there's got to be some sort of safety net, hasn't there, people? I don't know. We're starting off a bit serious about this. But... um. Yeah, anyway, so Marcus Rashford is swooping in. I don't know what, you know, maybe that's what we have to do now. Maybe instead of looking to our politicians, we look towards our sports stars to create social change in this country. Is that what it's got to? Is that what it's got to? People who kick a ball around, like on a field for 90 minutes a week, uh, creating more social change than uh, than our politicians. Because, uh, you know, he's obviously got nothing to lose, has he? You know, he's not, like, got investors behind him ploughing money into his own party, has he? Marcus Rashford, you know, that they can't fucking upset or they won't get, you know, enough money to run the next election campaign or, you know, siphon that off to their uh, fucking little cronies. Maybe that's it. Maybe that gives, you know, footballers have that amount of freedom. They've got that amount of money, that amount of freedom where they can fucking actually 
help in some way without like fucking people breathing down their necks saying, oh, we, well, if you do that, then we'll fucking take some money away from you. Maybe that's it. The freedom to do that. I don't know. I take my hat off to him anyway. I take my fucking hat off to him. Uh, let's have a little bit more tea. Oh, dear. Talking about people, um, uh, um, uh, things to do with food. Here we go. Crowbar this in. Um, one thing was uh, fucking great today. Uh, this guy, uh, I, I think this uh, uh, story um, is uh, uh, somebody, the old pandemic starting to get to people a little bit, I think. <laughs> And if anything, this story proves it. Um, fucking disgrace. Well, it's, that's what it says. That's the headline. It's not. It's F star 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 G disgrace. Uh, fuming disgrace with uh, um, an extra U or an extra M in there. Before you go, actually, fuming's got like six letters and you actually said like there was five stars in there so uh, that doesn't really fit all right um a furious tesco shopper tesco's is a store over here supermarket store um shopper who ripped coverings off non-essential items has been charged with criminal damage this is what it's come to now non-essential items people are tearing covers off we he thought they were essential. Who is to decree what is not an essential item? You know, in, uh, you know, like if you're drowning, you know, you might see a s snorkel in a supermarket and you think, well, why is that covered over? Why is that wrapped up? It depends on the circumstances. If you're j drowning in a canal, that snorkel suddenly becomes essential. Uh, anyway, this uh, a furious Tesco shopper who ripped coverings off non-essential items has been charged with criminal damage. Uh, Gwillem Owen, he sounds like the most Welsh person in the world. 28 was filmed angrily pulling coverings off rails of clothes while in store in Bangor, Wales on Friday night. Angrily. They're kids' clothes as well. They're not going to fit you. I know you've got your little tight top on there. Oh, Jesus, look at him. He looks like he's just come from the gym. Uh, the Furious Shopper was filmed pulling off the coverings. Of course he was filmed. It's 2020. Everything's filmed, isn't it? Some of the shopper there going, oh, yeah, fucking hell. I'm going to be able to sell this to the sun. That filthy fucking rag. Uh, rip the fuckers off. Kids fucking clothes, mate. It's a disgrace, he says. Coming into winter now, it's a fucking disgrace. Yeah, well, you know, just if you needed a coat for your little daughter or something, just like rip one of them off. Rails clattered to the floor. <laughs> They've tried to make this dramatic, haven't they? It's a geezer ripping off fucking plastic off clothes. He's not fucking bombing a fucking train. Rails clattered to the floor. Oh, my God. God, as they remove, they don't have dramat, uh, dramatize it, don't they? Dramatize it up. I was about to say that, but dramatize, uh, dramatize it, don't they? Rails clattered to the floor. There was fucking buttons going everywhere. A hood swished past an old woman's fucking head. 
Rails clutter to the floor as they remove large sheets of covering from kids' clothes. The antique, maybe. <laughs> Why has he come for the kids' clothes? Pervert. Uh, the anti-lockdown protester fumed at security guards approaching. Since when has clothes been non-essential? Since now, baby. That's it, isn't it? I mean, you'd have thought, you know, you'd have thought the kids would have clothes anyway. I mean, yes, they could grow out of them, but it's only been like seven months. The anti-lockdown protester fumed at security guards. Oh, uh, yeah. Owen has since been charged with several public order offences, including <laughs> throwing a child, five-year-old's jacket to the floor. That's a new law that's coming. All these fucking new laws they're trying to pass. Uh including criminal damage and breaching coronavirus restrictions. North Wales police said he is due before a magistrate court in Carnarvon on November the 24th. Wales entered a firebreak lockdown on Friday, restricting the entire country for 17 days. (coughs) Uh, Stores are now unable to sell clothes to customers and staff are being told to prize. Surely the way of protesting that is to go in naked, isn't it? If you're protesting about clothes being uh, essential items, you wouldn't do that wearing clothes, surely. Surely, you know, like, obviously you're going to get done for fucking being naked in public, but you're going to be done for fucking ripping plastic. Is that a criminal offence now, ripping plastic clothes? Is this what it's come to, people? After his outburst, uh, Owen later said on Facebook, I heard supermarkets have put covers over non-essential things such as clothes. We're heading into winter now, and who would have thought clothes for children weren't essential? He's playing the children line there, isn't he? My children are going to be freezing cold. And they're not eating anything. Start protesting about fucking free school meals, me old booty, not free clothes. After his, uh, I'm sure there are people out there who can barely afford heating in their houses and now they want to stop people buying clothes in supermarkets. I don't expect everyone to do what I've done here, but I do expect everyone to know that denying the public clothing is nothing but immoral and inhumane. (laughs) I don't know about that, Owen, to be honest. It's immoral and inhumane if you have no clothes whatsoever. But to be honest, you know, seven months into a pandemic, you would have thought, being as they've just covered over those, that you would have enough clothes. Oh, I mean, what, what are you? You know, you're not a fucking rapper. You're not wearing a fucking T-shirt once and then throwing it away, are you? I don't know. I'm not prepared to live in a society where they can take basic human needs away, like being able to buy new clothes, especially for children. So I'll do what I can to stop it. I. It's hardly Nelson Mandela. That's the Nelson Mandela of 2020. Right there, baby. Ripping off plastic off kids' clothes. Somewhere we can get behind. You want to be careful. Somebody might take you out like Martin Luther King with your fucking social changes you want to bring to the country. Ah, Jesus. I've had it up to my tether. I've had it up to my tether. I bet he said it like that. I've added up to my tether um, with what's going on. And we need more people to take a stand for what it is right. This was my stand. Is that it? Is that the hill you want to die on? <laughs> really? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it is. 
Maybe I'm not understanding this because I don't have kids. But that seems a very low hill to to make you stand on and to die on. By take, basically unwrapping. He has took a stand about wrapped clothes. And he said, this is it. This is too far. See-through plastic. <laughs> See-through plastic on children's clothes. This is a step too far. I don't know, man. And he has made that stand. That's it. Do you remember what did you, what did you do, Granddad, in the uh, in the coronavirus pandemic of 2020? I took a stand, baby. I took a stand. We all had to take a stand. I took a stand. I ripped plastic off of children's clothes. Oh my God! You changed the fucking world. I don't know. Um, what are we on? Uh, 24 minutes. I don't know, man. I just found <laughs> I found it funny. I found it. I find it funny that he's being prosecuted for that as well, for criminal damage or whatever. You know, he could go in with cling film. Any situation that can be solved with cling film is not particularly. Um, it's not particularly. I don't think that's a criminal criminal offence. <laughs> If you can solve it with fucking plastic sheeting or cling film, I'm I'm not sure that's a criminal offence, baby. Uh, I'd like to see how that turns out in court. (laughs) Hey, it's fine, it's fine. I've got two fucking rolls of cling film. I can solve this in a moment. There we go. Back to normal. Ah, Jesus. Um, Right, last thing I want to see. Um... It was an interesting story. Uh, I know we're just doing stories this time, guys. I know, guys. I know. But I haven't been up to a lot. You know what I mean? I'm just bobbing along, bobbing and weaving, doing my thing, uh, working the day job. That's, you know, it's not particularly interesting, guys. Hey, guys. It's not particularly interesting. Um, so, um, uh, yeah, this was, this was kind of a weird one. Uh, the NASA astronaut returned to the pandemic-ridden Earth, and everybody was like, oh, my God, it must be weird. Return. It's not like they didn't know about it. It's not like they woke up. That, 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 this is what they always say. Um, somebody was saying the other day, not they always say, but somebody was saying the other day um, about, uh, wouldn't it be weird, man, if you were, like, in a coma and then woke up like this? It'd be fucking weird anyway. If you were in a coma for about a year and then woke up in the middle of a pandemic, you're going to be a little bit disorientated anyway, I imagine. And then people just, you know, it'd probably be weird for the first bit. You're not wandering around like fucking 28 days later, running away from zombies and shit like that, are you? You just wake up from your coma and somebody would go, there's uh, something you need to know. It's going to fucking blow your mind and that sort of thing. The world has changed, baby. You now have to wear a mask when you go shopping. What, like like they do in um, China and stuff like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Uh, what's next? What's, <laughs> what's been happening in The Mandalorian? Um, that's it, isn't it? You know. Uh, you'd just go, yeah, you know, you've got better things to do. If you're in a coma for a year, you I imagine you've got better things to think about. 
There's not many people who just wake up from a coma and instantly, ah, oh, shit, there's a pandemic on, but, you know, I still, I, I need to learn how to walk and talk again, so I'll probably get them done first. I'll probably, you know, tick them off the to-do list, how to walk and talk again, and then I'll, you know, I'll get used to having to wear a mask when I get my weekly groceries. Anyway, this uh, astronaut has been... Uh... <laughs> oh, fucking hell, talking of pandemics, Jesus. Keep coughing like fuck today. Um, yeah, this astronaut has returned to a pandemic-ridden Earth. Oh, my God. I never thought it would be like this, even though yeah, they have no communication in space. <laughs> they just fire you up there for seven months and there's nothing. Yeah. Not even a letter, not even a carrier pigeon or something just to tell you what's going on. Of course you fucking knew what's going on, didn't we? This is a non-article, if ever there was one. Jessica Mir completed a space station, uh, space mission in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic after seven months. Here she reveals how it felt going from isolation to, well, isolation. Yeah, not, you know. I imagine it felt pretty similar. That's it. This is what? This is a fucking massive article on the internet, you know. How does it feel to be returning to Earth in a pandemic? Was it a shock? Not really. Because we have technology now where people at NASA have told me what's going on. You know, my children, I've been speaking to them on fucking FaceTime or whatever. They're wearing masks and shit. I'm aware of it. <laughs> What a fucking non-story. And what a way to end this episode of the podcast. Um, that was episode 154. I know, I know. It's an early one. It's an early one. So, you know, it's an early it's early morning, isn't it, guys? Um, that was episode uh, 154 of the Ben Briggs podcast. Uh, if you want to message me about anything or... Um, question uh any of my opinions today you can podcast uh you can podcast me you can email me not podcast me we don't want to set up podcast battles do we uh you can email me at uh podcast at benbriggs.co.co.uk um i will be back on tuesday uh motherfuckers um have a great west west oh, jesus christ have a great rest of your weekend. I shall speak to you then. Take care.